0: Ahoy, ahoy, everybody, and welcome to episode 160 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Pat. Today we're joined by Chance. What I do. And Rick. Rick. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We're a gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. So sit back, relax, and get ready to level up your gaming knowledge as we discuss the week's biggest gaming news game reviews, impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. Occasionally, we talk about movies, TV shows, morning beverage routine. (laughs) I am a coffee person, and I did not have my coffee today, and it just throws off my whole day. Rick, I know you said you're not a coffee drinker. What do you... Not a
1: coffee drinker. I have a Diet Pepsi with breakfast.
0: Nice. (laughs) Like any diet drink, or specifically Diet Pepsi.
1: Usually a can of Diet Pepsi. Nice. I, yeah, I, just, I
2: don't know. I just brew coffee and put creamer and like a some chocolate syrup or something. Make it like a chocolatey coffee drink. I guess so add extra sugar.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm a big uh, Craig K-Cups person. Um, I like the French vanilla. Um, I ran out of them apparently yesterday. I thought I had an entire box downstairs that I had already ordered but that was not the case so uh, I had a can of Mountain Dew for uh, my caffeine fix this morning but that did not work well so then actually after work I went to go get coffee Uh, I placed the order for the K-Cups on Amazon like the second I realized I didn't have any but they're not going to be delivered till tomorrow Uh, so after work I went to go get coffee from the Meyer gas station because it was on the way as I was running some other errands and there's like four police cars outside like the the gas station parking lot and i go inside and the guys like hey and he's like you can tell he's kind of distracted as i'm getting my coffee and i i like put my coffee in the thing and he's like ringing me out and he's like so did did you see what happened i'm like no is it was it like an accident or something what's going on he's like no man somebody tried to rob the the walmart across the street and they they're trying to run away with a bunch of stuff and these cops just like pull them over, and they they come into the the Meyer like parking lot, and then the the driver gets out and starts running like toward like towards South like twenty three South, and then the passenger gets out, and she, he's like she's about to come into our uh gas station, so me and the other guy in the back come up and we hurry up and we lock the door, and she comes right up to the door, and she's like. And she tries to push it, and it won't open. So then she's she's like, oh, shit, and just starts running away. And the cops tackle her, and it was crazy. I'm like, when did this happen? He's like, literally, like, 15 minutes ago. (laughs) It was insane. I'm like, wow, that's that's crazy. Uh, So I got, like, a little uh, story with my coffee. But, yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) this week we'll be talking about uh, the Game Award nominees. But first, what have you been playing, Rick?
1: Well, um, one night when my wife was still awake, um, I, you know, couldn't turn on my Xbox, so I picked up Super Mario Brothers Wonder again and played a couple of levels that I either just didn't play the first time around or like went and actually got the uh, the first seed, um, like the bonus seed of the level. Um, so I played probably an extra like. Half hour of that. Still so much fun. It's um, truly really fun game. I don't know if Pat's been able to play it yet. I think I got your copy returned to you yesterday? Yes. Okay, good, good, good. So I just played a little bit of that. And then um, still a lot of Marvel Snap. I think I'm so close to getting Loki. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, the new season, it's it's fun. I'm trying a few different new hands. Yeah, things seem to be working out. and like I'm a uh, level like 50. I don't think I've ever gotten to 50 before. So oh, nice. finally getting in my rhythm. Um, What's your deck and then you using now? Honestly, I, I, it depends on what the daily missions are. Um, mm. I just built like a movement deck where people are nice. like, yep. Yeah. That's kind of fun to play around with, but my destruction deck is fun. But the main deck I'm using is, um, it has a little bit of destruction elements in it. Like I like think I have like a Carnage, uh, Deathlock, and um, a Bucky. But I think I have like I've been using because um, a lot of people use Double Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ronan the Accuser is like the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. One is based on how many opponent, how many cards you have in your deck, and the other your one is hand. based on yeah your hand. And then the other one is based on how many cards the opponent has in their hand. So I've been using, what, Maximus, too, who gives your opponent, like, he has high damage, but he gives your opponent two cards. And I'm like, I'm just giving myself more power. hmm So, yeah, that's been that's been my preferred deck right now, playing a lot of characters I don't usually play. But, of course, I am running the gambit a little bit by having Jubilee in there, because she'll bring in a card that is not in your hand, but in your deck. So, say, if you just pull in a Carnage and you have a couple of good cards there, then you're kind of screwed, because he eats all your other cards. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, or an Ultron Ultron is another one. I'm trying to level up a bit and, you know, turn four, throwing an Ultron in there and then
3: filling up every other location.
1: One time it worked out well for me because both the like the uh, for some reason I had Ultron fairly early and it filled up everything. But the other two board reveals ended up destroying and like one of them actually flipped the side. So I just completely ruined their other other location.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: And just gave him a bunch of Ultron says. I was pretty happy about that, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's been my my Snap World, uh, but um, mainly Alan Wake 2. I've been trying to put a lot more time into it. I've been trying to get over the scaries. Um, luckily, I've been exploring a little bit more. Like uh, last time, I left a saga chapter and I came back, and I had like had like barely any health and barely any like yeah you know, uh, healing items. I had barely any ammo, so I'm doing a lot better at actually like looking around, exploring more, not being as scared, and you know, going around. Especially since I missed the shotgun. I think I tried to go back and get the shotgun, but the general store right there at uh, Cauldron Lake is closed. There's no way to get into it. It's closed, really. Yep. Yeah. For some weird reason, like I look over and it's just overgrown and and, and inaccessible. Or maybe I'm just looking at the wrong thing. But I've gotten Hmm. far enough. And I did hear through the grapevine that um, there's a sawed off shotgun or a pump action shotgun uh, in the a next chapter room. that I'm going to. So True. luckily, I've been collecting all the shotgun ammo that's in my shoebox. So I'm really excited to uh, finally use a shotgun. Nice. I think I'm getting pretty far. I'm on chapter eight of Alan's story and I'm on chapter six of Sagas. So hopefully in the next week or two, next time, ne- hopefully by the next podcast, I will have finally beaten it and me and Pat can talk about it. Uh, and also, if you haven't listened to Pat's review already, listen to Pat's review. Yep.
3: I concur. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um, how about you, Chance? What have you been playing? Uh,
2: I don't know. Not really too much lately. Just the normal stuff. League of Legends. I've been uh, I pre-ordered the WoW expansion, so I get that gave me some extra time. So I've just been getting on WoW and just looking at things. Um uh, not really doing too much hardcore stuff. Um playing Cyberpunk 2077, um, been on Guild Wars a little bit, but it's kind of hard to play two MMOs at once, so i um, still working on Song of Nunu, and uh, there's another game that I am in the middle of reviewing I want to put a little bit more time in before talking about it, but um, other than that, that is really all I've been playing.
0: Have you gotten to the, the Phantom Liberty stuff for Cyberpunk yet, or are you still doing the main game?
2: No, I've been so far. I've been have been doing some of the main quests and like all the side quests and stuff. I'll get to it. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, stuff there, but I have it. Um, but yeah, I've just been playing that. So, what have you been playing, Pat?
0: Yeah. So since the last podcast, I finished Alan Wake Two. I reviewed it last week. Go check out my review. Uh, I believe it's our longest review ever. At like, I think I want to say almost thirteen minutes. I think the next highest would have been Cyberpunk. Uh, cause there's a lot to talk about for this, but, uh, yeah, go check out our review. Uh, I really enjoyed the game. I'm particularly proud of the pun I have in this one. So definitely go check it out just for that. We'll talk more about it once Rick has beaten it. And I'm sure we'll talk more about it for, uh, the topic of show here. But besides that, I played Spider-Man. Um, I put maybe 40 minutes into it. Not, not a lot. Uh, I did one story mission that was very, uh, you know, you can do this and you can do that like side stuff and just kind of walking around as Peter, as opposed to being Spider-Man. And I did not care for a lot of that stuff. It's kind of like the, the Mary Jane stuff. It's, it's not particularly interesting. And the little side stuff that I did do doesn't feel like it had much bearing at all on the, the actual story. Um, they did come to like a major reveal after that mission, uh, which is, I guess, interesting, but it's something we've already all speculated from the trailers. Obviously, I'm not going to go into spoilers, but yeah. I want to put more time into that game. It's just very... It's a known quantity, and there's so much else out, so much I want to still finish that I have not... Like, It's not my main focus by any means. Um Besides that, I've been getting back into Baldur's Gate Three. Uh, I was hoping to have beaten it by this this time when we do the podcast, but it was it's just a huge game. Like it took me an hour and a half to do. I'm 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 definitely at the end. Like there's a clear path towards the ending where I'm heading towards, and uh, it's kind of like all the decisions I've made, all the the partnerships and everything I've I've made over the course of the game. And some of the enemies I've made are all kind of coming back and like you can call in some people to help you and then you know all of that stuff so it's definitely the final stretch but they're throwing everything they can at you like they're making you run the gauntlet towards the end so this last battle that I did literally took an hour and a half because there's just like three waves of people coming at you and it's like some of the toughest bosses or some of the toughest uh, enemies of the entire game. So it took a little bit. Um, I, I ended up beating it on the first try, like a couple of my people died, but I was able to revive them uh, because if if they had, if my party had wiped after like an hour and a half, I would have been so upset. Um, but luckily was able to beat it even though it took an hour and a half. And now I'm like, I think at the penultimate battle, which is more of like an objective thing as opposed to just a straight up fight. Hopefully by next week, I know I've said that like four different podcasts at this point, but hopefully by next, next podcast, I will have beaten Baldur's gate three. Uh, and then I did stream halo, uh, jump back into halo infinite. That is still super fun. All the, they've added new equipments. They added a bunch of halo three maps. Uh, that they remade. So I was playing on the pit. Uh, I was playing on high ground. Like it's it's just it's it's really it's
1: funny because I actually played a little bit of uh, Infinite last week. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about it. I'm just because I think uh, Alan Wake was loading or something like that. I, know, I just I just had like 20 minutes and I was like, all right, cool, let's play a game. And somehow I got stuck in this mode where everybody was tiny. <laughs> so it just looked like a bunch of weapons walking around the map, and you had to shoot towards those weapons. So yeah it was definitely a breath of fresh air it was fun playing halo again
0: yeah they're 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 adding a lot of stuff to it and i think the new equipment the new weapons that they've added definitely keep stuff uh engaging and then all of the the battle pass stuff those don't expire so you can just go back and do the ones if you you know stepped away from a long time like i did um so that's that's a nice little feature so i'll probably keep playing that more. Occasionally, obviously, there's a lot of other stuff I want to get to before the end of the year, but definitely something I'll go back to. Uh, Where is Zach? You guys may be asking. Rick, I think you know where. Oh, Zach
1: is at Zach is at Deerfest. Mm -hmm. He's having a good time. Uh, I forget what my other pun was, but.
0: Yeah, but he he's he's in, in a dark place right now, and hopefully he gets out. But, yeah. So, moving on to housekeeping. Like I said, just check out our uh, review of Alan Wake 2. Particularly proud of that one. And then uh, we are streaming every Tuesdays, uh, so go check us out for streaming if you haven't. Follow us if you haven't already.
2: What's the news? What's the news?
0: Not Slow News! Let's move on to Not Slow News 2.0, where we talk about... The week's biggest gaming news. Uh, well, actually, we talk about the last few weeks of gaming news. It's not super fast, but it's not slow either. So let's start with a tease of something that's coming up later. Not not really a full <laughs> news story, but it's definitely worth mentioning because it's going to be one of the biggest you know, games to ever come out. Uh, GTA 6, the trailer for it will be coming next month. So this was announced via post on the Rockstar Games Newswire. The trailer for GTA six will drop in early December for the 25th anniversary of rockstar games. They never mentioned when that anniversary was in the the post. So I'm not sure if they're like, we want to give ourselves a little bit of wiggle room, but I did look up, they did celebrate their 20th anniversary on December 10th of 2018. So, you know, if they keep with the anniversary dates, uh, stable then we should expect this on December 10th 2023 but you never know with with Rockstar so um you know people are kind of speculating this kind of was the big news story on Twitter when it was announced but people are speculating oh the game probably is coming out next year that's why we're starting the marketing cycle of this i just want to remind people that the GTA 5 reveal trailer came out November 2nd of 2011 the actual game GTA 5 did not come out until September 17th, 2013, and that was for the Xbox 360 and PS3. Uh, so, quite a bit of time between the actual reveal trailer and the release of the game for GTA 5. Do you guys think it'll be a similar timeline for GTA 6?
2: Probably another three to five years before the game comes out.
0: Three to five years? Really? Wow. I, don't, I mean, we, we just did. said
2: it was three years apart from oh, the teaser Tears. and the...
0: 2011
3: okay, well and then
2: like, I don't know, probably like three to four then, probably something like that. Probably be the same if not a little longer.
0: We did get that leaked footage, uh, which was, I think, alpha footage at the time, but obviously they weren't ready to show that, uh, and they quickly took all of that down. But, Rick, what, what are your thoughts? Some similar to I Chance? Probably be
1: similar to uh, GTA five. It's not like Rockstar has, I'll say I'm sure they have a lot on their plate, but not a whole lot. Like, their they're, release they're windows have things. definitely gotten longer between games <laughs> compared to where they were, what, 13, 15 years ago?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: When it seemed like every year you'd get, what, L.A. Noir, Red Dead, like, GTA 4, like, then GTA 5, quite a few years. Like, 2018 was Red Dead 2. I know they're doing a lot of online support, but still, like... I think it's gonna come. I think it's gonna be fairly sooner. Yeah,
0: there was what four or there's three GTA three, uh, Vice City, San Andreas, and four on the 360 generation, right? Or was the, uh, no three it was, was PlayStation two. Okay, so three, three Vice
1: City and San Andreas were three Vice City,
0: San Andreas is PlayStation two, then PlayStation three. We had GTA 4 and GTA 5, right?
1: Yep, GTA 4, GTA 5, Red Dead. And then they had
0: a couple of other expansions for GTA in there, like Ballad of Gay Tony and stuff like that. And then on Xbox One and PS4 generation, we did not get an original GTA. It was literally just GTA 5 remastered. Uh, And then for this generation, we got GTA 5 remastered again (laughs) uh if gta 6 does come out this generation we'll get an original gta but next generate next generation with the playstation 6 and the xbox series z uh we'll end up just probably getting another remaster of gta so yeah i mean i want to say i i want to think it'll be probably a year to two years between uh reveal trailer and release but you never know with them like they've had a lot of time this this gta has been gestating for 10 years so we'll see i I guess they did do red dead 2 in between there so not the entire time they could have done full production of the game but i'm hoping it's sooner but i'm probably expecting it to be later so but it'll be exciting. That trailer is definitely going to be the most watched thing. Uh, do you guys think it'll happen at the Game Awards, which is December 7th? Or do you think it'll just be like a random, you know, it'll be December 10th, which is their 25th anniversary and not have
1: anything to do with the Game Awards?
2: I think it'll be on their anniversary. Why they wouldn't?
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they held off until like the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the GTA... 5-1 was just like a random Tuesday, just without any sort of, you know, hype or anything. It's just like, here's the trailer on YouTube. And then later they, they put a Twitter post up and, but yeah, I, I would say the safe bet is probably December 10th, but, you know, maybe if Jeff Keeley, you know, is like <laughs> hoarding them and like... <laughs> doing some some favors behind scenes. They're like, hey, I need this. I need this reveal for the Game Awards. Uh, they may throw him a bone, but we'll see. Um, moving on. So PlayStation kind of backtracks on some of its live service games. So back in 2022, Sony announced that it planned to launch more than 12 uh, live service games by the end of fiscal year 2025 which is in actuality, March of 2026. Uh, we speculated those games would be last of us factions, marathon fair games, Concord, Helldivers two, probably a horizon project, probably a ghost of Tsushima project. And then, you know, a few other, uh, random multiplayer games that we think that, you know, they, could they bring back resistance, all of that stuff? Uh, cause there's 12 projects that were there. Um, now, in a financial, a recent financial call, Sony President Hiroki Totoki, which is an awesome name by the way, has stated that they are committed to launching only six of them by March 2026. So, effectively delaying six, or possibly canceling those six, we don't really know for sure. Um, obviously, with the reports that we've heard from Jason Schreier and others that uh, the development of Last of Us Factions was, you know, pretty troubled. And they kind of, they showed what they had to Bungie and Bungie's like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And that they, they took people off that project and, uh, you know, shifted them to other projects. So is that game delayed? Is that game canceled? We're not a hundred percent sure. Um, do you guys think this is kind of the first steps in the shift away from the live service plan that they've been doing, or do you think it's just they're, they're scaling back but they're still all in on live service
1: i think they're shifting away i don't think live service is really like a a great thing to put all your your ducks in mm-hmm. and i think it's almost like kind of like king the conqueror they're just like all right cool left turn uh let's <laughs> back away from this a bit and let's let's give a little bit of what we promised, but then like run as far away as we can
0: yeah, we've seen a lot of layoffs in the gaming industry this year. Kind of the the cool down after the pandemic, where it kind of had a massive boom, and a lot of those layoffs were for live service games like Epic Games with Fortnite. You had layoffs at Naughty Dog after the announcement of Last of Us Factions. Um, a lot of closures because games did not perform well. We had a a bunch of cancellation or a bunch of uh, server shutdowns, like uh, Rumbleverse and things like that. So. It is definitely, like, the industry is cooling down on live service, I think, and maybe Sony sees the writing on the wall. We've talked about how how these corporations are giant ships, and it takes a while for them to turn. So maybe this is Sony starting that turn. Um, Anything to add there, Chance?
3: I mean, you guys pretty much have everything. Another kind
0: of... uh, fire <laughs> a guiding light or whatever that we've seen uh for Sony's kind of shift in in their model is that The Last of Us 2 remastered today this is like fresh off the the presses was leaked and then they officially announced it as well. So uh it will be releasing on January 19th, 2024 for the PS5. There's no mention of the of a PC version, which does surprise me. Um but they are You know they are pretty keen to do oh it'll come to ps5 and then like three to six months later it'll come to pc it does feature a uh new uh roguelite mode called no return uh and then it also has lost levels with dev commentary which lets you explore early development versions of three new levels that weren't actually seen in the original game there's a guitar free play mode. They said it also includes other instruments and you can do like a, a time attack and kind of share your score online. Obviously it has graphical improvements and uh, dual sense integration. Uh, the funny thing is we did see a free upgrade to the PS4 version for the PS5, which did include a lot of these, uh, graphical improvements and uh, dual sense integration and all of those things. So, uh, Rick is looking for something currently.
1: Sorry, that was just. I'm. I don't know if, if anybody's actually streamed this podcast before. Uh, they might notice that I'm in a change of environment. Um, I am podcasting from my kitchen. We got a dining room table. Now we have a little breakfast nook in my kitchen that I'm really excited about using for the podcast because um, it's kind of out of the way, but also I have a clear view of outside and like a whole row of my solar lights just turned off. Hmm. which is kind of freaky i'm sorry like uh i'm, I'm gonna blame alan wake yeah. um i mean I you got the light in mind.
0: behind you make sure you have fresh batteries for
1: your flashlight oh god <laughs> all right, all right. Well, the christmas lights are out front we're still good there but okay cool um we're fine we're fine see
0: see i thought in my mind i thought you were doing a bit like, oh, I'm looking. I'm I'm looking for the reason this exists. <laughs> Last of Us Remastered.
1: <laughs> we all knew it was going to happen. We all knew it yeah. was going to happen. They're going to milk this, at, much like Rockstar with GTA Five, you know, callback. But they're going to milk this. They milk uh, Last of Us One, Last or Last of Us, Last of Us Remastered, Last of Us Part One. Like we've had as many versions of that as we have. GTA Five. So, yeah, this is only yeah. inevitable. It came out what three years ago. So let's remaster it. I do like the upgrade, though. Yeah.
3: That so this
1: is I have it digitally on PS Five.
0: Yeah, this is
3: It'll the most only
1: surprising tough. thing.
0: Because I, if if somebody had like told me this leaked, what do you think the pricing is going to be? I'm like, at least fifty, if not like the full seventy, and you know, there's not going to be an upgrade path, but. Surprisingly, there is an upgrade path. So if you own the PS4 version of Last of Us 2, Last of Us Part 2, either disc or digital, you can upgrade to the PS5 remastered version for only $10. Now, obviously the ca- the caveat there is if you have the the disc for the PS4 version, you have to put that disc in to be able to play the PS5 version, but if you have it digitally, it's just going to add the game for the PS5, the Last of Us 2, Last of Us Part 2 Remastered to your digital library. So that's a nice little uh, upgrade. It went from me going, I'll probably wait to play this on PC to, okay, $10, bucks, i will probably play it on PS5. Uh, I still have not finished Last of Us uh, Part 1 Remake. Uh, I got that on PC earlier this year when it came out. Um, but it came out right. I think it came out a couple weeks before Jedi Survivor, um, so I just was distracted with that. And since then, there's been a steady stream of new games coming out, so I've not been able to get back to it. Uh, but I can definitely see myself, you know, when all of the the new releases of this year die down early next year, going back, finishing Last of Us Part One remake on PC, and then jumping right into Last of Us Part Two remastered. On PS5, so I think that'll be a good uh, kind of timeline, and hopefully by then we'll have some additional news on Last of Us Season Two on HBO, which may or may not have cast their uh, Abby, which is interesting. Um,
1: but yeah, who do you think it's gonna be?
0: The report right now says it's—I uh, don't remember the actress's name, but have you ever seen Booksmart? Oh, yeah. Not Jonah Hill's sister, but the other girl.
3: But the other
1: one. Okay.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, she is a little... She looks more like Ellie than Abby, but there's no reason she can't bulk up and have a... a, a regimen.
3: Hey, Jordan. Oh, Pat says hi. <laughs> she
0: says hi, Pat. Uh, so, yeah, is... are you?" I know you don't have a PS5, but you would be interested in getting this if and when you get a PS5.
1: Yeah, ten bucks upgrade. That's me up.
0: Chance, I know you're not a Last of Us person. Does this do anything for you?
3: Um, I mean, you like the show, right?
2: Yeah, the show is good. I watched the show, but I probably won't get to the game. Um, but the show was pretty good, and I've I, um...
0: excited yeah. for the next season
2: yeah i'm excited for the next season it's just i um i personally just got tired of the whole like um zombies yeah like zombie hive kind of mind like sh- like you know what i mean like i don't know like i'm always tired i'm always tired of like a uh, vampire or zombie stuff mm-hmm. um i, I-, I kind of lose interest pretty quick but i know last of us is um pretty good and i i liked how it wasn't just a zombie show it focused on a lot of the characters and you can say that a lot about other shows zombie shows like good zombie shows like uh what was the fucking one that was like huge the um walking dead the walking dead yeah the Walking um, dead but talk um, about
0: milking a franchise yeah <laughs> yeah
2: that one's like milking like crazy like it's oh, not even good anymore if it's even going i don't think it is i think it's like spinoffs i think at this point um but uh yeah that's pretty much i don't think i'm gonna play the game but i know that i like the show
0: all right uh moving on to our last not news topic here so there was a tease for mass effect uh so on this past n7 day november 7th for those of you who are not uh mass effect fans bioware did tease the next mass effect game with a short video it wasn't anything like you know when i first Heard oh they they teased in new Mass Effect with a new video I'm like fuck yeah this is gonna be awesome and the video is literally somebody in N7 like a hooded figure and they have the N7 on their armor and they're just walking and it's just footsteps and then it cuts to black so doesn't give you any actual details you know who is the the hooded figure is it Femshep is it Liara is it someone else is it a new character. We don't know. And obviously Bioware may not know themselves because another report came out very shortly after this uh, video was posted that the Mass Effect game, uh, which was originally teased at the 2020 Game Awards with a video that actually featured Liara uncovering Mm -hmm. N7 armor, um, Giant Bomb's Jeff Grubb shared a report and he's been right about a lot of things in the past that this game is likely still a long ways off and you probably shouldn't be expecting this till 2028 2029
2: like 10 years from now
0: yeah like yeah. six to seven years like it's what the fuck
2: <laughs> why tease games at that point like yeah
0: that's what like my question is what the fuck by <laughs> like you're just trying to Keep interest in this game for the, that long of a time. Like I, I know it's end seven day, but that doesn't mean you have to do something, right? Yeah. Like what are your thoughts on? <laughs> I that? mean,
2: the hype for it would be the same if they teased it like a couple years, like two or three years before it came out, then eight years. yeah, like there's just no point in sending out a something must have happened that set them back or maybe he might be slightly exaggerating. I don't really know. I mean, that's what I'm hoping. I mean, I beat a Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, I know it wasn't, you know, the, it was kind of buggy and it wasn't the full, like, you know, wasn't what the people expected out of Mass Effect. I know it kind of fell short in a lot of people's eyes. I enjoyed it. I completed it. I beat it. Um, um, I think we're similar
0: in that mindset. Like, I I didn't think it was a terrible game. I didn't think it's like, you know, the best Mass Effect or, you know, even top three, because one, two, three take that spot. But it wasn't yeah. a bad time. Like, I enjoyed the 30, yeah. 40 hours I put into that game.
2: Yeah. Vetra was the best. She's the cutest. Um, she was the Turian <laughs> alien. Um, but, um, but yeah, I uh, I like the game and I'm excited for the next Mass Effect. And, um, you know, it just like, <laughs> it's just funny how kind of similar to like Baldur's Gate, in a sense, how it's going to be in Baldur's Gate and certain other games. Like, as soon as this game it finally gets some traction and they start showing gameplay and it's about to come out people are just going to be like oh can you can you date that alien can you date this chick this yeah. dude like everyone's going to be shipping like who can i be with oh like well, it's like well there's also a video game you know you're supposed to be fighting aliens and saving the universe not just trying to date an alien but, but um, I, I
0: think mass <laughs> or yeah mass effect the biggest lesson bioware can take is from baldurs gate like honestly if they release this game in early access and like you know, slowly build upon it with community feedback, like, uh, Larian did with Baldur's Gate three. I think that'll be the best possible scenario for Mass Effect because we've seen it can work, even for yeah. a game that's not like a a huge multiplayer, you know, evolution games and service yeah. type thing. Even for an RPG, it can work. So
2: I think it. I think it's iffy though because I mean, you said you're b- about beating Baldur's Gate three. Like, how long did that take you?
0: nine i'm like over 100 hours at this point yeah
2: i mean mass effect would not be that long of a game and i feel like if you put it on some kind of beta or whatever like it would be too much revealing the game or that or the beta wouldn't be that long or like i don't i mean for boulders game makes sense because that game is so long there's so many different options like there's no way to spoil anything um and it was only like the like you know what i mean but with a game like this like i think doing some kind of early access would spoil some things or reveal end up revealing like a fourth of the game and then people might lose interest because they're like oh i've already played this four or five times in beta and i'm already tired i haven't gotten to the new stuff yet like i've done all this stuff so much and i know what you mean though like i feel like a lot of more games should do you know go back to the whole demo um you know or um you know um alpha and beta and stuff like that and um just so you know, to get just get some feedback because I mean, it'd be nice to for the people who are buying your game to let you know what they're interested in. And you know, obviously, yeah. I know all feedback isn't the best, but obviously, listen to the more, um, you know, supportive not supportive criticism, but just the more like, um, I don't know, what the, I can't find my words. Yes, exactly, instructive or you know, professional kind of criticism, like you know, not just like oh, this game sucks, but just you know, oh, fix this, it'd be nice and whatever, but um but yeah i don't know um
0: yeah i mean even if they don't take the lesson from early access because i think yeah you're right because what mass effects around 30 40 hours rpg wise. um yeah if they don't take the, the 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 model for early access that's fine but the attention to detail the the focus on the companions the complexity of your choices changing the narrative um, that, you know, the original Mass Effect had some of that until you got to the ending. And then some people were kind of disappointed that it was, it was very cookie cutter of like this, this, or this, but you know, the, the journey of Mass Effect throughout the, the, the first trilogy was just f- something that was completely other level. Cause nothing had really been done like that before. Uh, but we do have a lot more of that type of like, Hey, your progress will carry over. Or like. Decisions you made, like, you know, Witcher and stuff like that have done that. So just the novelty of that, you can't really do. Um, plus, Bioware has kind of fallen on their face twice now since the last Mass Effect. Oh, since Mass Effect 3 came out, because Andromeda had some bad feedback. Uh, they went back to the drawing board and then you had... Mary
2: uh, uh, mask. Oh yeah. That, yeah, I forgot that game existed.
0: Yeah, that was um, Bioware. So. Did they
2: do like the remaster though? And I thought um, that did pretty good, right? They,
0: they did do yeah the remaster. We're just of rehashing Mass
2: what they've already done. And just, yeah. Um, so
0: we do know Dragon Age Four is slated to come out before Mass Effect, and that game, you know, there were some leaked details on that, and that is that coming out next year? Is that coming out twenty twenty five? We're not hundred percent sure yet, but. Focus on that game. There's no reason you should be devoting resources to be making a, a trailer or a teaser for a game that's seven years out. That's that's not something you need to do. Focus on Dragon Age. Make sure that is the best game that you can deliver, and then divert your attention to uh, Mass Effect Five, technically. Or are we counting Andromeda as four? Or is this officially four?
2: I don't like. I don't really remember the the plot of the story you know what i mean i don't really know um andromeda was
0: so the reapers attacked our solar system this and is like a spin-off
2: essentially a spin-off game
0: i mean technically it still mattered because it's like
2: they was like calling. it you like trying to people find who,
0: like went away from the solar system because the reapers were going to kill our solar system so they're like okay so it is like a spin-off the story andromeda system yeah In so i don't sense, know if that yeah, i a... would
2: say i would say like yeah i wouldn't say it's five i would say like it was like that Andromeda sure. was like like a half like a side story, so that would make sense.
0: Rick, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I'd say a little too soon with the teaser, but I have to keep interest in it. I should probably play Andromeda. I played through one through three, got the remake, I'm I love Mass Effect, but um yeah, I'm excited for when it eventually comes back.
0: Uh Zabe in the chat. I'm I'm sorry I wasn't paying attention. I don't know when you type this, but he's like just arriving. I always pictured Pat as a Decepticon <laughs> for my for my uh, my hat. I did have a, a Decepticon hat, but uh this is the Autobots one. Um obviously Decepticon is the my spirit animal, so uh,
1: anyway. that turns into a a <laughs> car. <laughs>
3: Your spirit
0: vehicle? There you go. Something like that. But yeah. Too early to tease. Learn from Larian. Learn from buggy games that have had massive backlash. Don't release that. Focus on uh, Dragon Age for now. And then we'll talk about Mass Effect hopefully 2026, 2027 if it's really that uh, laid out. But All right, so let's move on to our topic of show, which will be uh, the Game Award nominees. And I think the best way to do this would be to share my screen. Let's start. We don't need to do best esports event, best esports coach, all of this shit we can skip. Um, Most anticipated game. game. Let's start there. Yeah. So we have Final Fantasy VII Rebirth.
2: Are we just voting?
0: Well, yeah, we can vote if you'd like. Uh, um, this
2: is the talk pod. We get the sign-in pod. Oh, no, you're under your profile. We'll just vote for you, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Okay. I, I already have a, a Game Awards account. I think I voted last year. So, um, Most anticipated game. We have Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades II, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which I am surprised that's on there, <laughs> Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken Eight. Uh what are your guys' thoughts on here? Me
2: Hades personally, two. I think Hades 2.
0: Hades 2, really?
2: Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: I I'd be I would probably go with Star Wars Outlaws. Um I'm surprised you didn't go with Rebirth, Rick.
1: You only oh, know what on the PS5, Five, so
0: <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. Well, sounds like two of you are Hades 2, so we'll vote there and then let's go to the next category. Nope, we're going in reverse, so we gotta go back out every time. Uh, best Adaptation.
2: Oh, Castlevania.
0: Castlevania Nocturne. Oh, well,
2: there's Super Mario.
0: <laughs> Gran Turismo, The Last of Us. Last of yeah. Us. Super Mario Bros. and Twisted Metal. I'm oh surprised. god, why is
2: Twisted Metal on? <laughs> yeah,
0: I think it's, there's just not enough uh,
2: They just made it in because there's adaptation. enough Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> so I would say Last of Us. Yeah, you like you'll, you? probably, yep. you'll
2: vote for that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I oh, like yeah, the Mario sure.
2: movie in, in Castlevania, but yeah, yeah I, I think guess
0: Mario movie was definitely good. It wasn't like the best. I think movie. it's the highest
2: grossing, isn't it? The highest grossing adaption yet or ever. It made one point four million billion dollars. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, <laughs> surprised. You uh, know, it'd be great if there's like a rivalry between that and Sonic, like you know, Sega. Sonic is doing GTA. really
2: well too. Like Sonic yeah. is like. Making good money, and they're already working on a third one. So, yeah.
0: All right. So, I guess I can just hit previous. There you go. Baldur's uh, Gate. Oh, nice. Multiplayer. Baldur's <laughs> Gate. Diablo Four. Party Animals. Street Fighter Six. Super Mario Bros. So, chance votes boulder's Gate Three. I actually think multiplayer is the worst way to play boulder's Gate Three. So, what I can't. do you play
2: with? Like, and you only played with what? What one time with us? Yeah, Have you played yeah. other people? No. Have you ever played with people who actually like play the game right, or you know what I mean, or together? Like, yeah, I don't no. think you just ha- you just haven't had a good experience, but like,
0: no, like I talked about playing with Casey, but uh, she's 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 very much herself. of like she yeah. wants to do the good thing, she wants to you know see the good outcome, and then we're just not going to gel in terms of deciding. So maybe like maybe once I finish this uh, playthrough, I can join like her playthrough, and I can actually see what the good outcomes are, but no, we haven't actually played multiplayer yet. Yeah. You and Zach and like Michael were pretty high on Diablo for the well it was first more couple of it was more Zach
2: and Zach and Michael, especially Michael. He played the most got the highest level. Zach actually got addicted to the game for a little bit. Um I don't think he plays it anymore very often as much anymore, but um Um I don't know. Like I mean for me personally I like Bordersgate three uh, probably followed by. Party animals, I guess. Um, I mean, I know yeah. Street Fighters really has done really well. I just haven't I played have
0: not, it. I haven't touched it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't want to like vote for something I haven't played before. And Mario Wonder, I also heard is doing great, but I guess that's not really a game I could see like being multiplayer. I don't really know. It's weird. Like
1: Rick, did you try the multiplayer at all for that? No, I don't have any friends. I have you guys, but. We only had one copy of the game.
0: That's true, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd say Party Animals as well, because that was just a fun time, and that's something I definitely want to go back to. So,
2: Now, right. Gate's supposed
3: to win everything.
0: <laughs> All right, best sports and racing. Do we want to vote for this, or do we just want to skip this? <laughs> Pass. Pass. Yeah,
2: so. unfortunately.
0: Best sim in strategy, so... I have played none of these. I have also played none of them.
2: Yeah, I guess we could pass this one up. We don't want to give any, uh, befuddle any votes. Okay. Best Best Family family
0: Game. So you have Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder.
2: Better play Party Animals. I
0: think Wonder is probably going to win, but I have not played it yet. Rick, what
1: would you vote? I would say wonder, like, is like if Lincoln was like three years older, like he'd be getting that. For Christmas,
2: like I could imagine people sitting down like a family sitting on a couch playing party animals, you know what I mean? Like just it just be stupid fun you play objectives. You just button mash. You don't even know what's going on, but you know, the kids and it's kind of funny, cute, like animals fighting each other. Like,
0: yeah, I feel like
2: Super Mario is a little bit more like, I don't know. I feel like you have to be not hardcore, but it's just like It's more of a video game where, like, party animals just kind of, like, mess around, fun, just pick up things and shoot stuff. And, like, there's no, like, clear objective. Well, I mean, there are, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a lot more who cares where, like, Mario, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, I I guess. I think
0: Mario, the reason I'm thinking more family friendly is because they actually have a mode that, like, allows if children are playing, like they they won't die as easily, and they they'll like be able to. It kind of gives them like a handicap to like not fuck everything up when they die or whatever. So, but obviously I haven't played it, so yeah, let's vote Party Animals because me and Chance vote that. So Rick got outvoted. Uh, best fighting game. Uh, I haven't played any of these, but I think it's just between Street Fighter Mortal and Mortal Kombat, Kombat One, uh, right?
1: I'm assuming Street Fighter is going to win.
2: Yeah, yeah, me too. I heard good things p- from both games, um, but...
0: I feel I like mean, the I campaign have no idea. The campaign's probably better in Mortal Kombat, but I think the overall actual fighting is better in Street Fighter, and that's why I think it'll win. So yeah, let's just vote Street Fighter. Best RPG. Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> Final Fantasy 16, which can you even count that as an RPG or is that an action game? Uh, Liza P, is that an action Souls like or is it's that an RPG? I don't like it's, it it's just all, stars an
1: RPG just because. Yeah. Sea Stars. Tears. Didn't put like Tears of the Kingdom RPG.
0: <laughs> sea of Stars, that's a JRPG. Starfield, clearly an RPG. Uh, I would say Baldur's Gate has this, no questions.
2: Yeah, yep. Between yeah. me, it'd be the, the, the two there Final Fantasies and Baldur's Gate, but Baldur's Gate, I guess I'll go with because I think most of us would like Baldur's Gate.
3: All right.
0: Best action adventure game. Uh, you have Alan Wake 2, Marvel's Spider Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So, why is Survivor on here? But then Liza P was on RPG. Uh, I don't
2: know. I mean, can't be you have gear, maybe? I don't really know. I don't really know.
0: Yeah, I guess. Like, you level
2: up. I mean, you level up in Star Wars. I don't know.
0: Uh, and you are picking... You have, like, three skill... or You have, like, five skill trees for each stance. But... Yeah. Anyway. Legend of Zelda. This is why we... This is why us as Tug Pod don't do separation based on, like, genre. Because the lines are so blurred that it's
1: like it's so messy
2: everything's just open world yeah everything has
0: rpg elements (laughs) yeah uh, um and then tears of the kingdom so
2: the only game i played is jedi survivor so
0: i think it's between alan wake 2 and legend of zelda tears of the kingdom but i would personally vote for alan wake 2 because that even though it is, even though both of these are sequels that does the most new and interesting things compared to legend of Zelda, which is very iterative of breath of the wild. Rick, what are your thoughts? Yeah,
1: There's the building element and you don't have bombs anymore. It's, it's, it's definitely hard considering I have beaten tears of the kingdom. And right now I'm like knuckle deep in now wake too. Um, Ass. just do no, it, I
3: was
0: I was just say it on week on week all right <laughs> yep. all right best action game so this is different than action adventure okay all right <laughs> are you not going on an adventure in, in armored core Fighters of rubicon uh dead island 2 ghost runner 2 hi-fi rush and remnant 2 out of these as all only played yeah yeah I've only played Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, Chance, you, you did you play Dead Island or?
2: No, I would vote for Armored Core personally. Um, Armored Core. Because the action, it was mostly highlighted on like the bosses, boss fights, very Dark Souls like, and and just the thrill of building your mech and like move around, zooming around, like you know, doing cool stuff. So personally, I like Armored Core. Rick. But if it, yeah. I
1: would have to say Hi-Fi Rush. That was just so much fun.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, so. it's not an adventure game. It's a musical game. Well, it's the. I think this is the only category
0: it's nominated for, so we got to give it that, some luck. Uh,
2: it should be in a rhythm game.
0: I don't think there's a rhythm game category. Can you name another rhythm game that came out this year?
2: There was like an anime one, like a Final Fantasy one. It got like a 90 or whatever an Open Critic, remember?
0: Hmm. <laughs> Best VR slash AR. I have not played any of these, but Chance, you have a VR headset. I do.
2: I haven't played any of these um, at all. I mean, I played Resident Evil Village, but not in VR, but I've seen videos of the Resident Evil Village and it looks just, it looks really good, um, but I can't really.
0: Did you get Village on PlayStation or Xbox?
2: Xbox or PlayStation.
0: So is this mode free for you? You should probably check that out.
2: I don't. I don't know. I don't. I mean, no one knows anymore.
0: <laughs> there's no way to tell. Well, uh, since you're the only one with the, the PlayStation VR, I'll let you decide.
2: Um, I would go with uh, I would go Resident Evil. Resident Evil, it yeah. is. I mean, I mean, for Lady Demetrius, right there.
0: Mm. In VR, that's, that's even better. She's yeah. towering when, when
2: she when she pulls you up and chokes you when you're in her your face. <laughs>
0: Best mobile game. I feel like we can skip this because Marvel. Hello, K- Hello even Kitty. On here.
2: Hello Kitty Mar- Island Adventure. Wait, Wait that's, that's a real Snap game came out last year. Yeah, I told you. Hello Kitty Island Adventure is a real game. Like Butters South Park predicted this game.
0: Wow. This is an <laughs> actual
2: game. It's it's. I'm um, so
0: surprised.
2: It's um Animal Crossing, but Hello Kitty.
0: All right, want to vote for that then?
2: Yeah, let's do it. Hello, <laughs> I, that's why I, I sent that to Matt. I'm like Matt. Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Can I had no play
0: idea. This. Wow. Best debut indie game. So you have Cocoon, you have Dredge, you have Pizza Tower, which <laughs> that is some interesting art there, uh, Venba and Viewfinder. While I enjoyed Viewfinder, I think it does fall apart like a couple of hours in, like the, the novelty kind of wears off and the story isn't really great to kind of keep you gripped towards the end. Uh, I actually need to go back and finish it because I have not beaten it um but cocoon just is fantastic so i i would go with cocoon
2: yeah I, I mean i don't think any of us has played any of these games i heard really good honestly, things. honestly i
1: cocoon. really like i've had dredge on my wish-, wish list since like it came out like i've been really looking forward to dredge uh, i just haven't played it yet so i I've, i have no i don't think i've no heard of that what's that what's that about it's like it's almost like a creepy horror like like fishing game hmm when it came out, like I one of my old coworkers was talking to me about it and it just seemed like right up my alley. It's almost like a Lovecraftian. That's what I've heard.
0: I'll I'll see if I can squeeze that in before our voting, but I think Cocoon out of the out of these that I've played is far and away the best. It is on Game Pass, so I highly recommend
3: you check it out. Best independent <laughs>
0: game. It's like nothing
2: changed.
3: Uh, Dave the Diver showed
2: up.
0: Which isn't even an independent game because they're owned by uh, Nexon. (laughs) So, But anyway, Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. Uh, I'd have to go with Cocoon. And technically, Uh Baldur's Gate isn't an independent game because Larian has developed and published that and they're not owned by a major publisher. (laughs) So the the definition of this is muddy, (laughs) but according to them, it's for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game mode in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. So that in itself should disqualify Dave, the diver, but (laughs) it's not, it's still on there. Um,
2: I would just go with Cocoon or Sea of Stars. I can surprised you haven't played Sea of Stars because
0: it's on my. Li- there's just too much out that I have not gotten yeah. to. It have you have you played it yet?
2: No, but I remember I drafted it last year. It didn't come out. It looked really interesting. Um, like we yeah, have I mean, game pass similar to you. It's- I just feel like you typically get through games quicker. So I thought you may have gotten to Sea of Stars faster, or at at some point. But
0: it's on my list. I, I think I'll we'll have. It. Yeah, I'll have it's a lot of
1: fun. I like it.
0: Once I beat Boulder's Gate, I think that's I'll have like a clear path to to kind of get to my backlog. So it's it's definitely going to be on my list. But for now, I would say Cocoon.
3: Let's go Cocoon, do it. All right. Best community
0: support. Uh, you have Baldur's Gate three, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Destiny two, Final Fantasy fourteen and No Man's Sky.
2: Oh, that's so hard. Those three right there, Bouldersgate, Cyberpunk, and No Man. I mean, obviously, the Bouldersgate 3 community is huge. Everyone loved the game. They like doing stuff on the game. Um, and then Cyberpunk and No Man's Sky having, you know, a big comeback and getting support from their players and just continually, like, getting better and better and, have, and made essentially a resurgence for both of those games. So, um... It's kind of hard. If to me, I haven't really played No Man's Sky before. I mean, I have a little bit, but not nearly as much as Boulder Skate and cyberpunk. Um, Me personally, I would have to say cyberpunk because it. I do like the fact that it came out. You know what I mean? It, it started off rough, made a big improvement. They didn't give up on it. Um, mm-hmm. It got better 2.0, came out with a DLC, which is really good. Everyone's excited for the next one. You know what I mean? How do you come out with a yeah. game that, you know, fell so flat didn't give up on it, improved it. And now people are ready for the next one. Like the people want cyberpunk. it's, you know, 78 or whatever it's gone. Like, everyone's excited for the next one already.
0: <laughs> just increase it one. Yeah. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I'll, I'll defer to you, you know, cause you've played more of them. So yeah. I'll defer to you.
2: Yeah. It's hard because boulders gate three is also like a really good community. Everyone just loves those games, like sharing like what you can do in the game and, and stuff like that. But I feel like boulders Gate is going to win a lot of other things. So I feel cyberpunk could get this one.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move on to best ongoing, which is for some reason Tiber different. Isn't there? <laughs> yeah, this is different than best community support. Okay, that's so best community support was recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, rep- responsiveness, inclusive social media activity, and game updates and patches. And best ongoing game. Uh, awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Based on that description, I would say cyberpunk for this one. Uh, yeah, that's a I,
2: pretty obvious one. Um, Apex I Legends is just Apex play. Legends. Like all they do is add characters and they change up the maps. Cyberpunk yeah, I, legitimately actually changed the game. I mean, it's essentially like another like a better version of the game and then oh i guess there's final fantasy 14 but once again that's the same exact game maybe they added some little updates this year i i don't really know i haven't played it in a while but i mean like they can't drastically change the game there hasn't been a new expansion i don't think there hasn't been any vast changes and fortnite's always been fortnite same with genshin it's always been the same games and apex
0: fortnite and genshin are on here for the last three years so how how much are they really Changing, like I, I would say cyberpunk being the, the newcomer yeah. on the block,
2: and that literally changed, like it literally yeah. evolved and changed, like it's literally the definition of the best ongoing out of all that.
0: All right, let's vote cyberpunk in, and then games for impact, uh, for thought provoking, for a thought provoking game with a pro social meaning or message. Uh, I have not played There's- any of these, so
1: i haven't either yeah i have no horse in this fight
0: so let's skip this one uh innovation and accessibility you have diablo forza motorsport hi-fi rush street fighter 6 mortal kombat 1 and uh Marvel's spider-man 2 uh out of these the one that i've played the most hi-fi rush I did use some of the accessibility features because it's it's got like visual features if if you're not the best at like hearing the beat, um, it's got like assist to to help keep you on on the beat and uh, you know closed captions and all of that. So I would say Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, I know Forza, like at least Forza Horizon, is when they talked a lot about this, where they had somebody actually doing the sign language, uh, and then like that was in game overlaid on top of it. Uh, I've never played Diablo, but I don't know, Chance, do you, did you recognize any accessibility features in there?
2: Uh, yeah, you can turn on Braille in the game. What? <laughs> no, I'm checking. I have no That's idea.
0: If your monitor. <laughs>
3: I mean,
2: I, I feel like, I. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Rick,
1: thoughts? I'm going to go Hi-Fi Rush, um, personally, because, you know, with my color issues and, um, Oh, yeah, With nice. my rhythm issues, it definitely it made the game playable, and it, it definitely made it a lot more of a fun experience.
0: Best performance. You have uh, Ben Starr in Final Fantasy 16, uh Cameron Moynihan, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, uh, Idris Elba, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, Phantom Liberty, uh, Melanie Libbard, uh, Alan Wake 2. Neil Newborn, Baldur's Gate 3, and then, uh, Yuri Lowenthal, Marvel's Spider-Man 2.
3: Who is, I... who is he? Peter?
0: Uh, yeah, he's Peter Parker. And, yeah. Like, the voice, not the, the facial capture. Um, and then Neil Newborn plays Hysterian. Um, Melanie LeBird is Saga. Ben Starr is the, I forget the guy's name in Final Fantasy, the main guy. Um, Cameron Moynihan is obviously uh, why am I blanking on his name? Cal Kestis. Cal yeah. And then Idris Elba is Idris Elba. I don't know his character's name.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, since it's a silver hand, it's like something else. I don't know.
0: But yeah. Pink arm. I don't know. <laughs> no. uh, I would say I would say Cameron Moynihan because he's just so into it. I love it he is so into it and like the evolution in his performance from the first game to the second game is, is super noticeable. Um, Ben star, obviously he's like the lead of that game, but I didn't form like a connection with his character. Um, Asterion is actually one of the companions I use the least because based on my party configuration, I needed like a, a damage dealer or, uh, somebody close range. Um, well, yeah, he's a, he
2: would be like a a rogue, right? That's what you're looking for. He's the rogues just, are like damage dealers, like close range.
0: <laughs> I just did not use. Like, I used like, him to steal stuff.
2: I feel like you would have liked his thing too, because I feel like he's more of a I only care about myself kind of character. I feel. Like I mean, I, I finished him.
0: his story, and I think I got him to a good place. But okay, um, um, he wasn't definitely the one I would used not as much.
2: Okay, um, I like out of all these. I mean, I feel like aren't the Cameron and Idris aren't they like the only ones that actually like their character looks like them?
0: Uh, I mean, Saga uh, looks Melanie like Melanie. Looks, yeah. Saga oh, yeah. Really? yeah okay. I wouldn't know, on.
2: but like, I kind of like the fact when a character looks like their voice actor or whatever, vice versa, um, because I feel like that gives more of a performance because they look how they should, you know, how they are. Um. So I mean, I once again, like me, I I mean. I can't really speak for I mean, I'm playing cyberpunk, but I haven't gotten to the DLC, but I've heard good things about it. If I would have played it, I would have voted for that. But I mean, I played Star Wars Survivor and and he yeah, I just like I really like him in there and I like him as a character and uh, that's my vote
3: personally. Rick, you agree? Yeah. Cameron Moynihan, it is. You did a pretty good Joker. I don't know about that, but
0: all right. Uh, best audio design: we have Alan Wake Two, you have Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man Two, and Resident Evil Four. Most of these I understand. I'm surprised Marvel Spider-Man Two made it. Like
2: <laughs> they just threw that in there just because it's a new Spider-Man game. <laughs>
0: yeah, like what what sound effect thing are you really doing? Like oh, I, I guess I can hear Lip. the webs swinging. Lip. <laughs> Lip.
2: You can hear in New York. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: I think Alan Wake, too, does a great job in terms of audio design. And they they have like such a, a, a cool blend of the score along with the audio design that it's like. The subtlety between the two is great. Dead Space, I think, is phenomenal in terms of survival horror, like using audio design and some of the stuff that they did with like. Location-based sound is some of the best I've ever seen. Um, Resident Evil Four, obviously, I think you can do a lot more in terms of sound with horror, and then Hi-Fi Rush just sounds amazing. And like the visual, uh, the visual, like the game engine and everything going to the beat that they've done is is such a good idea. Like that's phenomenal. So I don't know. It's it's a toss-up for me, like between all of these except Spider-Man. I don't know what your <laughs> thoughts are.
1: All right. Um, Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, the sound, like the the actual, like, um, the audio design was great, but that would mainly, and I had the music more as the backbone. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played Dead Space. Uh, as somebody played this Resident Evil 4. Pass, and, oh, nice. I'll have to check that out then. Uh, between Resident Evil 4 and Alan Wake 2, like i say out of all of them, I'd have to say Alan Wake 2. Like... <laughs> there are some sounds in that game. Like I don't have the volume on too high, but still like at one point I was in a safe zone. Like, okay. People cool? know I'm safe. Yeah. Then like that, like all the voices that kind of come out of nowhere. And then like at one point I was in a safe zone. I was safe through my inventory. Then I just hear somebody upstairs uh, in this one location, just smashing light bulbs.
2: And you can tell
1: they were smashing light bulbs. And it's like, how the fuck do I know they're smashing light bulbs? <laughs> like it's just so well done.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So Hans, that's you have my a dog part.
3: in
0: this fight? No, it's between the
1: two of
3: you. Okay. Yeah, let's go Alan Wake then. Best score and
0: music. I would say Alan Wake is like definitely well deserved to to be in this category. Like some of the music that they did, even working with like actual artists not just the composer um they created original songs for the chapters they they had a band who's literally uh, an in-game fictional band who created original songs that are set pieces in this game which is like just phenomenal work Uh, music plays such a big role in Alan Wake 2 more than you would expect from a game like that Baldur's Gate 3 uh the menu music sticks out to me a lot, but other than that, when I've been actually playing the game, I think there's only been one other time where I've actually noticed the background music really like blowing me away. Um, Final fantasy has a decent score, but nothing super memorable. Hi-Fi rush just has a fantastic score with original music and stuff in there. Um, And then legend of Zelda, same thing Like the main theme Very noticeable and very like good, but most of the other side music not super memorable to me.
3: What are your guys' thoughts? Um,
2: I mean, I Final Fantasy music is kind of awesome, it's so like gaudy of music, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, like you know what I mean? I don't know, yeah, it's like epic saga fantasy kind of music. Um, which I really like, and it gets kind of crazy and hype when, you know, you're in a boss battle and you hear like this opera, like crazy, like, you know, high pitch, like kind of screaming and harmony. Um, and then Goldersgate Gate somewhat has similar to that. Um, like very fantasy. I, be- to me, it's between those two, but, um, you know, whatever you guys end up voting
3: on. Rick, thoughts?
1: For me, like everyone is very well done. Everybody did a great job. But like Hi-Fi Rush, like that music made the game and it fit in so well. And the music was the game and it was just so perfectly done. It was beautifully done and it was just a breath of fresh air. So honestly, I have to go Hi-Fi Rush personally. If we don't, if we want to abstain from voting on this one. Yeah, I think
0: we're all split. I would say Alan Wake, uh, Chance is saying, Final Fantasy, or Baldur's Gate, and you're saying Hi-Fi Rush, so pretty much we're, we're saying anything but Les Chizolda. Um So we'll, we'll abstain from voting on this one. Strong category, I think. I think that was the hardest oh, yeah. decision one to make. Best so Art Direction. I, I think, in my mind, this is between two titles, um, but I'm just going to talk about all of them right now. So, Alan Wake 2, such a fucking awesome art design in terms of both graphical fidelity, but also like world design. They have literally two separate realities and each of them are distinct and like there's bleed through and then they're using live action uh, video overlaid on top of the the visual graphics. It's, it's fucking amazing. Hi-Fi rush at moments. That's just a Saturday morning cartoon. And then it blends back into 3d And it does it so fucking well. There's a transition at one point in the game where it starts off as in-game 3D, jumps to 2D Saturday morning cartoon, and then jumps back to 3D as a character is being thrown out of a glass window. And, like, you see the 3D effects of the glasses go as he's, like, becoming 3D again. And it's just... And the art design is, is, is fucking amazing in there. Liza P., It's good, but it's nothing super memorable in terms of, uh, like, my taste. It's not, to me, it's the the least, like, deserving of this category right now. Um, Legend of Zelda has a distinct style, but really hasn't done too much to separate itself from Breath of the Wild, I think. Uh, And then Super Mario Wonder, they they have updated that 2D Mario art style to, to modernize it and added some new animations, and it looks... 2D wise, it looks the best that it's ever looked. So, what are you guys' thoughts?
2: Um, this is between you and Rick.
1: <laughs> well, I I do love the art direction of Alan Wake too. Like between it, like you know, the actual acting, um, all the live action and the game, it's pretty seamless, very wonderfully done. Hi-Fi Rush did it great, but this one, honestly, this is one of the hardest categories for me personally. Because, honestly, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, they were actually able to incorporate the art into the game itself, which is very impressive. Like, you'll be in the middle of a 2D level that you're using, and then it will just take a weird left turn. And everything that you're doing is just turned on its head, and you have to do something completely different. It it is pretty insane. I highly, like, take a few hours, Pat, check it out, because, oh my gosh, like, they really... intend. I'm playing it. Like, there's a few times where I was like, "Just fuck, man! This is this is really cool." Like, I did not expect this.
0: My like, counter argument. My for Alan Wake Two is: Did you see some of those screenshots I posted? Holy fuck!
1: Does this game look amazing? Yeah, but also at the same time, you you're running a very <laughs> very, you know, on the, high the computer that, that you have. Most people
2: most people can't play on. And And I I played Wonder by handheld
1: Switch.
3: So. (laughs) True.
0: Should we abstain again if we're not coming to a decision?
2: Just vote um, Liza P. I
0: mean, (laughs) that's again, none of the ones we've chosen. So we'll we'll abstain. Best narrative. Okay. So this is also going to be a tough category. Uh, Alan Wake 2. Phenomenal narrative, not only one but they have two that intertwine. Uh, Baldur's Gate three, so many different narratives with all these companions, but also the overarching narrative. It's serviceable. I wouldn't say it's the best in any of these like RPG type games, but it's certainly not bad. Um, better than you know, Starfield or what have you, like large games like that. Um, Cyberpunk fan of Liberty can't really speak to. Final Fantasy 16, I actually got bored. So I, I wouldn't say that's the best narrative. Same with Marvel Spider Man. It hasn't really, you know, gotten me super into it. So to me, it's between Baldur's Gate and Alan Wake.
2: Uh, I mean, Baldur's Gate is literally like choose your own adventure, like so many different ways you can go around things. And. Like you can literally tell your own story, and the story can be different for everyone. And there's so many different options for the story to go. But um, doesn't where, that
0: mean it could be really sucky if the person is choosing terrible things? <laughs>
2: well, I mean that's on them because that's what they wanted to happen, right? Like
0: <laughs> Rick, any thoughts? Alan Wake Two. All right, Rick's going Alan Wake Two. I'm going Alan Wake Two or Boulder's Gate, and chance is going boulder's gate so
2: do you choose between the two
0: it's a two-way tie uh i will go there's eny- only eny- there's eny- only eny- one right there's T- only one right answer if he hollers let him go eeny meeny miny moe it's boulder's gate <gasps> kind of i'm immediately regretting that decision but it's fine uh <laughs> best game direction So, awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. So, we have Alan Wake 2, we have Baldur's Gate 3, we have Marvel Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Wonder, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Rick, I will cut you a deal. Yeah, (laughs) let's say Alan Wake 2 for this one, and then for Best Art Direction, we can go back to Mario Wonder.
2: What?! what is this like hedging votes like
1: yes that's <laughs> how all votes are man welcome to america
2: yeah all right, how so- about this T- 20 bucks oh you- <laughs> too late so let's go back
1: votes.
0: to our direction did we oh yeah there it
3: is top 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 there you go and we'll vote there and then we'll go back to all categories
0: so, best game direction. So, now we're at game of the year. So, this is the big one. Game of the year. You have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So, are any one of these surprising to you? Because there's two surprising to me, honestly.
2: Spider-Man and... And uh, Super Mario, I feel like Spider-Man, and
0: I mean, yeah, I mean Super Mario, I haven't played yet, but I mean, it feels—I would have thought, I would have thought the Nintendo audience would have split the vote between these, and most people would have gone Tears of the Kingdom.
2: Maybe that's so, their plan, and they're trying to get the votes away from the other games. I think they just throw Spider Man in there just because it's like the most it's, recent game, the, big, well, like the most big recent game. People are like, oh, Spider Man, it's and put it in everything. It's, it's recent and it's like
0: PlayStation, so like, oh, we have to to nominate the PlayStation, even though this one is not like. Even the first Spider Man got nominated, and I would say that's not one of the best games to come out that year. Like 2018 was a very competitive year. Um,
3: Rick, what are your thoughts?
1: Ah. <sighs> It's a rough one, considering I've, um, I, I've actually played four of the six games. Um, Resident Evil 4, although it was per, like amazing. I had such a fun time playing that game. Um, I'm I'm surprised it's up there. I haven't, you know, played Spider-Man 2 and I've yet to play Bowder's Gate 3. Um, but I'm kind of surprised Spider-Man 2 up there. Uh, Wonder, like every, like but between Alan Wake 2... Mario Wonder and Tears of the Kingdom, like, those are well-deserved. Yeah. Which is weird for a Mario game that came out of nowhere, that came out a few weeks ago. It was just so much fun. It was very short, though, so I'm not going to choose that one. But, gun to my head, it's really hard to say right now.
0: I'm I mean, honestly in the same boat.
3: Yeah,
2: I'm at Borders Gate 3.
0: Yeah, I, I'm undecided um after playing alan wake 2 and finishing alan wake 2 i would say resident evil 4 is probably out of my top five uh they do six for best uh for the game of the year we do five um this year we're going to be doing things a little differently we'll we'll do game of the year here are the five nominees and then this would have been game of the year any other year here are the five nominees so um I would say Resident Evil has dropped from my top five to my bottom five, uh, so it'll probably be in that category. Uh, when I vote, when I submit my nominees, gun to my head right now, I would say either Alan Wake or Baldur's Gate. I have not beaten Baldur's Gate, so I would probably say Alan Wake, um, but I'm it's, it's a very tough decision, and I also have not played Mario Wonder. Tears of the Kingdom, I think, is better than Breath of the Wild, but it is very iterative of Breath of the Wild. And then Marvel Spider-Man 2, I don't think, deserves to be on this list.
1: Um, See, I spent most of this year playing Tears of the Kingdom. Like, basically from May to, I think, August. <laughs> um, yeah, I spent a lot of time on that what game. What was your hour not, count. Do you remember? No. I I guess I can go back and look it up. Um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time on Tears of the Kingdom. And it was like a good chunk of my life. Um, and I I didn't have a bad time. Yeah. It was fun. It was just a great Zelda game and I understand like right now I have the Alan Wake 2 freshness in my in my mouth. Um <laughs> and it's it's amazing and I'm sure that it, it's going to blow me away once I get it. So, it's it's hard to say. It's really really hard to say right now and I guess I should probably play Baldur's Gate 3. See the
0: telling news or the telling thing between Zelda and Alan Wake 2 for me is that once I beat I was I was hooked on Tears of the Kingdom. I put eighty hours into it. I think, um, when I beat Tears of the Kingdom, that was it for me. I had no intention, no inclina- inclination to go back and do any of the side stuff because there's a lot of stuff in Tears of the Kingdom that I did not do. Uh, in fact, oh, yeah. I let I let my brother borrow Tears of the Kingdom as soon as I finished it because I'm like, I'm n- I'm probably not going to go back to this. The ending is my ending. That's my time with this world that I am more than satisfied with. With Alan Wake 2, the second I finished it, I wanted to talk about it. I immediately told Casey everything about the game. I explained the game. I explained the first game so she would understand the second game, just so I had somebody to talk to about it, because you had not beaten it yet. And obviously, I don't want to spoil stuff for you, but she she doesn't care. Um So I I just like word word vomited and told her everything and then talked to her about these things and theories and stuff. And I am like chomping at the bit for the DLC. Like, I cannot wait. I am just like, you know, like I want to tweet at Remedy and be like, hey, when is this DLC coming out? Because I have a good idea after beating the story what the DLC is going to be. I am more than excited for not only Control 2, but also Max Payne 1 and 2 remakes. because there are some implications of is that finally going to be connected to the remedy connected universe now that they are, you know, have a hand in in doing that remake. So I want to live more in that world than any, any of these other games. And granted I haven't beat Baldur's gate three. So like that could be like the culmination of all of my choices. And is it really going to get this narrative that I've been hoping for the entire game? Is it going to deliver? If it does, that could, you know, knock Alan Wake 2 out. But right now, I think Alan Wake 2 is in my top
1: spot. OK, serious question, though. Like basically what we're discussing right now is what we would pick is therefore the Tuggies. Who do you think going to come out on top with the Game Awards?
0: At the Game Awards, I
3: think it'll be Boulder's Gate 3.
1: Vance.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's going to be probably be Baldur's Gate. A lot of people really love Boulder's Gate.
0: I think it could be Alan Wake in terms of like recency bias. Uh, but I think I think it's between Alan Wake and Baldur's Gate 3, honestly. Which is crazy like, because there's Tears of the Kingdom on this list.
2: Yeah, I think
1: like I think of the big gaming site, guys, people aren't going to forget Tears of the Kingdom. So honestly, I think it's going to be more Baldur's Gate 3 and Tears of the Kingdom because although like Alan Wake, could, I would say it's an acquired taste because it's not. It's a wonderful game. Everybody should play it, but You know, there are some people in this world who, you know, will look at a shadow and pee their pants. I'm not saying Zach's name. Um, (laughs) So they're not really that into it. So I don't know. I'm excited to see how this goes.
3: Yeah.
0: I I just think with the way these these votes are most likely cast, it's giving the game its flowers. It's about recognizing a really talented team and like a game that everybody should play and just the word of mouth of Alan Wake two, and then kind of putting remedy. Well, we've always known remedy is a great studio based on all the other games that we've played, but I feel like Alan Wake two is the first time that they are getting like, like they got a little bit of that with control, but I feel like Alan Wake two is the first time that they are getting like, Hey, these are like top tier develop developers. Like they've not missed in terms of a game like forever and this is arguably their best game ever so to me just that narrative i think um could could come into play but i feel like that's something similar that's going on with larian as well so nintendo has been recognized a lot breath of the wild was recognized a lot so i think that thinking may take breath or may take tears of the kingdom out of the equation and we agree on one thing though. There's no chance in hell Spider-Man wins this.
1: No, <laughs> I haven't played it, so I can't say anything. It could be Nothing amazing. Can say, come on. <laughs> I played uh, I played Spider-Man 2018, and
2: yeah. Isn't Resident Evil Four
3: a remake? What about it? That's a re- I don't know. Whatever.
2: <laughs> I mean, it, it Board, is a Boarders, remake. But, yeah. Gate One. It's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean... You know, to... The weird thing about Resident Evil 4, it was like the remake we didn't ask for, but it was very well done.
0: I
3: would say what, Resident what the... Evil
0: 2 remake was the better
3: game. In my eyes. Are you mental? No. <laughs> All right, hurry
2: up and vote. Vote for it. Vote for... The right game.
0: I mean, I'm not going to vote. Like, I'll abstain. You're
2: going to vote. As soon as the stream ends, you're going to vote. Rick, are you abstaining? Yeah, of course I'm abstaining. Like, it is too early in the... If
0: if we're both abstaining, then it is Baldur's Gate by default, because you actually voted. So, there you go.
2: Baldur's Gate (laughs) 1! yeah. No, Baldur's uh, Gate
0: 3. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, so there's a couple of categories we didn't vote on but i think that's that's i'm happy with our choices that we made um do you think we'll have a a similar category for at least the categories that we have do you think we'll have similar nominees or do you think ours will be vastly different
3: um they're going to be the exact same things that we chose yeah i mean i still want to play super mario wonder um I want to play Sea of Stars, and
0: there's something else that I wanted to put more time into. Liza P. Uh, Chance, obviously Avatar is going to be considered for our tuggies, but not for the Game Awards because yeah. it comes out too late.
2: Avatar, Final Fantasy, Armor Core.
0: I don't think yeah. Mirage makes it.
2: Mirage, what the hell is Mirage? Assassin's
0: Creed Mirage. I know Zach was oh, no. like higher on that. Oh yeah,
2: Zach. It'll be Zach's one game. Yeah, that he'll put in mm-hmm. there but um uh, Octopath
0: oh yeah fuck I completely forgot that came out this year this year has been insane <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I think our f- game of the year will be there will at least be like it'll be half of these games but I don't think it'll be all of them no so but we will see
1: some more subtitles
0: wow <laughs> Let's move on to Subpar Subtitles, which is a game we like to end the podcast with. And we basically take the idea that game developers like naming their games with genre colon subtitle. And that's S-U-B hyphen T-I-T-L-E. For example, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, So I basically take that principle. I add a fake... Subtitle and intermix it with a bunch of real ones, and it's our panel's job here to figure out which one is the fake one. We've been keeping track of the score all year. Current scores are Zach with six, Rick in in a commanding lead with eighteen, and chance z- still at zero. So this is gonna be we're we're in the final stretch here. We only have a a couple more podcasts before the end of the year. All right, you guys ready? Yeah.
3: So, Larry Boy and the Bad Apple, The Longest Journey, Zionic
0: Front, Wings of Ruin, and Crossing Guard Simulator. So I will say those again for those of you listening at home. Larry Boy and the Bad Apple, The Longest Journey, Zionic Front, Wings of Ruin, and crossing guard simulator, Rick. You were in the lead. Why don't you go first?
1: I really want to say B, the longest journeys, but I want to say C, Zionic Front.
0: Zionic Front for Rick. Chance.
2: But that's the one I was going to choose. But since he chose it, you can choose I'll it. it with, to, you can choose it with me. No, I have to go B. I Have to B? go B. Not
1: yeah, the longest journey with my
0: original answer. All yeah. right, so. Those answers are now locked in, but now it's time for the twist. So you can choose to keep your answer. And if you do, you will get three points or, well, not, well, you won't just automatically get three points. You'll get three points if it's correct. (laughs) Or you can choose to say all real or all fake. If you choose all real or all fake, and that is indeed the case, you will get double the points for a total of six. So Rick, what do you choose?
1: Or not to say all fake, but I'm going to stay with my answer.
0: Rick is staying. Chance?
1: I'll stay too.
0: Chance is staying as well. (laughs) So, you guys ready? Veggie Tales, Larry Boy and the Bad Apple. Real game. Dreamfall, The Longest Journey. Real game. Mobile Suit Gundam, Zionic Front. Real game monster hunter stories Two: wings of ruin real game
1: were they all real crossing guard
0: simulator not Not a real real. game (laughs) so uh points don't change which is you know keeping the the thread going that when somebody is not here nobody can capitalize (laughs) uh so scores don't change at all but Thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. You can reach us with any questions, comments, concerns. Talk about how Zach is just in a really dark place right now at the Untitled Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media. On Twitter, we are at uh, T-U-G-P-O-D. On Instagram, we are at T-U-G underscore P-O-D, which I am told is the same for threads? Question mark? Uh on Reddit we are at r slash TugPod and on Facebook we are the Untitled Gaming Podcast. Uh, also, don't forget to te- check us out on our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash tugpod. Even though you aren't gonna watch on there, if you don't want to see the podcast live, go ahead and uh just follow us, look at the videos. There is a uh, a couple of clips of Zach freaking out over Alan Wake too when he was playing it, so go check those out. And uh, we also ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews.
2: Five star reviews for us.
0: One star review for every other podcast. Oh, shit. I'm sharing my screen. Okay. I will stop sharing
1: my screen. You showed the answers.
0: Oh, I God. did not. They're not on this document, which I was about to pull up the answers. So uh, that would have been we. Honestly, we should have just done that. The, the year, the podcast. Zach's not here. So, <laughs> um, but anyway.